Well, here we are back again for another edition in November of Three Dog Thursday. Great to be back with you. I'm TJ Reeves, and I've got my handicappers. Look who's back. He came aboard saying, did I get all three correct? You absolutely got all three underdogs right, Brian Edwards, last week on the show. That means he returns to the program. Brian, how you feeling for another edition of Three Dog Thursday? Feeling good, TJ, especially being in sole possession all alone at the top of the NFC South standings. <laughs> He's talking about his Atlanta Falcons, and no, I'm not going there with my Buccaneers who I had last week on Three Dog Thursday. Ouch, babe. Uh, meanwhile, Colby Dant. What did we do to deserve this? Colby Dant makes an appearance from the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, The College Football Experience. If you don't know about this podcast and the handicapping, you need to be listening. I do. Brother Dant, good to be back with you. Good to have you on Three Dog Thursday on BetUS TV. Thanks for having me. I am excited. I look at this board and my eyes light up like a Christmas tree there. <laughs> and it's getting good in November. What's this? I see the Tennessee Volunteers are ranked number one. What year is it? We're not talking 1998 here and Bill Clinton as the president and parachute pants are still in and T. Martin's the quarterback. No, no. This is 2022 with Josh Heupel, with Hendon Hooker, uh, the craziness that is the Volunteers ranked number one. So we've got lots of college football, lots of NFL to get to. Again, our handicappers are in survival betting mode. They're trying to stay on the show by getting at least two of their three underdogs correct. They can be all college. They can be all NFL. They can be some combination thereof. So again, the guys will make their picks. We encourage you to make picks as well because you've got a chance to make merchandise selections out of our uh, store. Shirts, uh, sweatshirts, uh, mugs, bags, whatever that are logoed with Three Dog Thursday. If you get in our comments section below and you pick all three underdogs correct, you're the first one to do it in the comments section. Three underdogs for you means you win. You go into our BetUS.com Three Dog Thursday store and you get merch on us from the program. Again, we've got merchandise. We've got the hats. We, we've got the shirts. We want to give this stuff away, the mugs, etc. we got to get the guys hooked up, too, with some merch as well. Get in the comments section. One more reminder, do not edit your picks. Colby, you've not been here. Edwards has heard me saying this. Do not edit on YouTube your picks because then we cannot verify when you changed them, and so that's going to invalidate whatever you picked. So make those selections before Saturday, if you're picking the game Saturday and Sunday, right below us. A couple of other reminders to go to betus.com slash 3dogthursday. Use our promo code 3dog200. You're going to get 200% match bonus for an initial sign-up on crypto with that promo code 3dog200. Up to 2500 bucks will be matched on your initial sign-up, 3dog200. They're on crypto. You'll get that money uh, to gamble with. And we have another promo for new users as well where you don't even have to put money in. All members can get a $50 free play, no deposit needed. Use the promo code BETUSTV50. Again, no deposit needed. Get a $50 free play if you are just signing up. BETUSTV50 for that one. So we've got all of that out of the way, and I think we're ready to go here with this program. Again, we go three rounds, the host and the two handicappers in each round. These guys trying to get at least two correct to stay uh, on the show. By the way, I'm going to start right away with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. 
Let me just say thank you, Notre Dame, because that kept me from going over last week. Uh, Brian Edwards, 3-0. and Notre Dame kept me from going over. So, of course, I'm going right back to the Irish boys playing at home with Clemson. Clemson comes out in the college football playoff as, what, fourth, which is a bit surprising. They have them in front of Michigan, et cetera. We'll do that in a second. Notre Dame off the win at Syracuse, where they were an underdog for three-dog Thursday purposes. I know the line kind of moved up. I love the Irish. They've only been an underdog three times this season. They've covered all three times at Ohio State in a loss. One outright as the underdog at North Carolina. One outright last week against uh, Syracuse. I like them at home at Clemson. There's a little little question here at quarterback for Clemson. I like Notre Dame getting the four points. Brian Edwards, any, any thoughts here? This was my lone pooch to come home last week, the Fighting Irish. Well, I thought uh, Clemson looked awful against Syracuse, and there's your common opponent. They both played in the last two weeks. In fact, Clemson had to get those generous calls, or, or they don't win that game. So, um, with that said, Clemson's in a favorable spot off the open date. Uh, but Clemson, I, I think, is... I think they're ready to lose a game. It might happen. I, I don't know. Notre Dame's passing game and their quarterback just does not scare me. But Clemson's defense is not as good as I thought. So, I mean, I'm not against that play. Uh, it's probably a game I'm going to sit out. Understood. Uh, Colby Dan, it is Cade Klubnick that is the quarterback from Austin, Texas. We don't know midweek. Is it going to be Klubnick who replaced DJ Uangalele uh, in the Syracuse game? Is it going to be him? Are they going to go back to DJ? Quarterback up in the air. Night game in South Bend. Are you feeling me even a little bit on Notre Dame in this spot, Colby Dan? I am. I am, and I would have loved it a lot more had I uh, had it been a little colder. It's gonna. There's like a. It's like mid 60s. I feel like in in that area when I looked a couple days ago. Uh, but I do. I, I think this is a defensive struggle. Both offenses uh, really haven't looked great all year, and you know I think Clemson's very fortunate to be number four in the nation because. I don't think the ACC is very good, and uh, I don't know how they can justify putting them ahead of TCU, in my opinion. Interesting. We'll talk more about the Froggies. Both of these guys agree uh, there with that, with Clemson maybe being a little bit overrated. They've got some brand awareness, though, and the ACC is applauding it to have them in there. I still like Notre Dame. Uh, once again, here, three for three as an underdog in certain situations already this year. I think it's going to be four for four in this one. So that is my first selection. Let's go to our guest. Let's go to Colby Dant here and what he likes for underdog number one here on the program. You're going to the Big 12 and you're going with a home doggy. Tell me what you like. Uh, the Jayhawks. Hey, if you listen to the college football experience, that was my number one lock of the season over two and a half wins. And I called for them. <laughs> I called for them to make a bowl, and I've been—I was laughed off a few shows. Uh, well, Jalen Daniels got injured, and now I think the sweat is legit on the on the bowl situation. But I see opportunity right here. Uh, Kansas had the bye week. Oklahoma State is is kind of a mess right now as far as injuries. Spencer Sanders is out. Gunnar Gundy is going to be starting at quarterback. They're also without their leading rusher Dominic Richardson. Yeah, and and they're without. Uh, wide receivers Braden Johnson, Blaine Green, John Paul Richardson, and Jaden Bray. That's almost a thousand yards right there. They had a, uh, a defensive tackle quit the team about two weeks ago. Uh, I just think they're depleted. And meanwhile, I think Kansas does want to get to a bowl game in, in you know in, in this year and, and have some type of reward. There's even a chance Jalen Daniels might even play this game. I think it just sets up for a, a, a good spot for the Jayhawks at home. 
to potentially go bowling since uh, the first time, probably uh, off the top of my head, I would say since the Bush administration, right? <laughs> Maybe. It's 08. I thought you were going to go Herbert Hoover administration. Uh, Kansas, and I may have said Oklahoma. I'm not sure what I said. I'm half delirious half the time. It is Oklahoma State. And Brian Edwards, I know you don't have a play on this game, but Brad Thomas was a handicapper with us last week. He backed the Cowboys, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. You talk about a total no-show. What was that? What wasn't that at K-State last week? Now Oklahoma State stays in the state of Kansas to play Kansas. How are they still? How are they still a favorite? I know they're knocking Kansas. I guess the odds makers, the Bet US line. Brian, I still don't have an explanation midweek here. Whatever that was from Oak State last week, they got blown out early and bageled. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Uh, you know, they should have won the game at TCU. They should have been undefeated going into that game, but pulled a complete no-show. Um, and that was the backup quarterback for K-State as well. I mean, the first score I saw was lopsided, so I never even – I didn't even watch a play because I was watching other games that were more uh, competitive and interesting. So, yeah, I have no idea. You know, Kansas is in the favorable spot, obviously, uh, with two weeks to prepare – and Oklahoma State has had a little, a nice little string of tough games. So the spot's favorable to Kansas. I, I don't like the game, though. I, I'm not. It's a pass for me. He will officially sit it out, but Colby Dance says rock chalk, baby. Rock chalk Jayhawk in the Big 12. All right, we'll round out round number one. We go right back to Brian Edwards for a college underdog. And woo, this may be one of the games of the regular season, Tennessee and Georgia. As we mentioned, Tennessee is number one in the college football playoffs initial ranking. We should make mention that only about half the time is the number one team in the initial ranking uh, even ended up in the championship game. But they're number one in the initial ranking, and now they're playing at Georgia, one of the games of the year, uh, not only in the SEC but in the country. And Brian says big orange here, getting the eight points. Brian, tell me more. Yeah, so Tennessee obviously undefeated, 8-0 straight up, 7-1 and against the spread. They're 2-0 and both straight up and against the spread and a pair of uh, road games and were really impressive uh, at LSU. And we've seen LSU play its two best games of the year since they got uh, smacked at home by the Vols. And then last week, I mean, I mean, we've known they they're that got the best offense in football all year. Now the defense is starting to come around. Uh, that was a beatdown. They held Levis to less than 100 yards passing. They, you know, Levis scrambles a lot. Uh, very athletic. It, you know, they didn't let him get anything going. Rushing, passing, uh, nothing. And, and Hooker just continues to be incredible. Uh, he's now thrown for 2,338 yards, 71.2 completion percentage. Insane. 21 to 1 TDINT ratio. Ooh. Four. Four rushing touchdowns, 4.6 yards per carry. For his career now, he has a 74 to 11 TDI and T ratio and 24 touchdowns. Uh, Georgia's only two and two against the spread at home. Um, they seem to have Florida uh, dead and buried last week, and Florida, which was getting bad calls going against them the whole game, was able to you know rally and, and you know make it a a one possession game. And um, eventually cover, barely. But um, I just don't think Georgia's the juggernaut they were last year, um, except for two performances this year. Um, And that was, you know, at South Carolina where they look like world beaters and ditto for the Oregon game. But since then, I mean, I know they had big, you know, lopsided wins over Auburn and Vandy, but 
I just don't think they've looked the same. I think we've got a big edge at the quarterback position. Probably not good to say that with Stetson Bennett because that can jinx you uh, because he steps up when he needs to. But I, I like the Vols to win outright, actually. And if you would have told me wow. in August I, I would say that, I would be like, huh? Be like, <laughs> drug huh? test. Yeah, drug drug test, test. If that is the case. And by the way, you had the Gators against Georgia. The back door was open for you. They did enough scoring. Colby Dan, I'm sitting here midweek having back Kentucky on this very program seven days ago, having back Kentucky at Tennessee. And they did the same thing Oklahoma State did. Once Levis threw that interception in the second quarter, they just wave, they waved the white flag, brother. And I don't understand that performance. How much do we credit Tennessee? Maybe we should start credit, crediting Tennessee more. Heck, the, the committee gave them the number one ranking. Uh, you may not have a play here of any kind, but a thought on the Big Orange and, and what they have done to this point and now – uh, number one in the country? I mean, I think they should be number one based on resume and what they've done. I, I, I would rank them number one. And, you know, I was like you. I took Kentucky in the points, thought it was a look-ahead spot. Um, and, and credit to the Vols taking care of business. But uh, I do think I'm intrigued to see them on the road. They played at Pitt and won, but that's not really a road game. You know, that stadium I feel like is half, you know, Vols fans. And then they played at LSU, which somehow the committee gave a top 10 ranking to last night. I've still been. <laughs> but uh, that LSU win was impressive. But I've, as a guy that has a ticket on LSU over six and a half wins, I've played a, paid a, a you know, close eye to them. And I, they have not looked very good to me in a lot of their games. So this is the, the real test here. I agree. I, I'm going to, I mean, I, I did take the points uh, with the Vols, but uh, I do think, I, I think George is going to end up winning the game, though. All right. Uh, interesting. Brian said they could win the game outright here. Tennessee at Georgia Saturday afternoon in Athens. They haven't had as big a game in this rivalry again going back into the 1990s is the last time that both of them were this good at this stage of the season. We'll see what happens. Brian says, give me the big orange here in this situation. All right, so that's round number one. Let's get into round number two on Three Dog Thursday. Survival betting for the handicappers. I will lead things off in round number two. Let's talk a little National Football League here. We'll spice this up a little bit with the NFL and the Washington Commanders suddenly showing life under Ron Rivera behind Taylor Heineke, the former Old Dominion quarterback. Uh, whenever I can work the ODU Monarchs in, Colby Dant, you love that. Heineke has sparked the Commanders the last two weeks. The win over Green Bay at home as an underdog. The last minute come from behind win at Indianapolis last week. What is this I see? They're getting three and a half points at home with a Viking team that while they're six and one has been up and down. They've let teams hang around in games, have had to come from behind in the final seconds to win a couple of games, uh, including the London game with the New Orleans Saints. The Cardinals were actually right in position to win that game last week. Um, against the Minnesota Vikings before the Vikings finally put it away. I like the commanders at home. Heineke with the two covers back-to-back -back as an underdog has sparked them a little bit. They're playing with enthusiasm. McLaurin, a good wide receiver. I, I don't know that the Washington defense is that good, but I think they'll do enough here. I think Kirk Cousins will throw a couple interceptions. Give me commanders for an NFL play early Sunday in the NFL. Guys, I don't know if you have any thought. You're big college football guys on this. Hey, Brian Edwards, Heineke just seems that the team rallies around that guy, and he led the big comeback again last week in the final minute. He can make plays with his feet. 
Did you see, much like Brian Edwards' appearances on Three Dog Thursday, Heineke gets a $120,000 win bonus. Every time they win, he gets $120,000. Just like Vegas B. Edwards appearing on the show. I mean, it's a similar <laughs> bonus, Brian Edwards. How about that real quick? Yeah, man. You know, Heineke, he just wins a lot. I mean, I remember that playoff game against your Bucks. I'm sure yep. you were on the sidelines. I mean, yep. that was the year y'all won the Super Bowl. That was a one-possession game at crunch time. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, you know, I'm not going to be on the, uh, commanders, but, um, I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame All you. All right. Fair enough. Uh, again, we'll see what Washington does in this situation. Let's continue. Round two of Three Dog Thursday goes back to the West. And my man Colby Dant with the Sports Gambling Podcast and their network of shows. And he says, I'm going a little obscure here. I'm going James Madison. Put up your Dukes. James Madison at Louisville. And you're getting seven and a half points. Tell me more about why you like this college football doggy, please. Well, I mean... Louisville's been a mess all season. Seems like, you know, they just scored a top 10 win against Wake Forest in Louisville. Uh, and now that it's a classic look ahead spot, they got Clemson on deck, a game at Clemson. And when you look at, at Louisville all year, really, they've kind of been a mystery. They got just destroyed by Syracuse out the gate uh, week one. They also lost games to, uh, to Boston College and Florida State. Florida State was on their backup quarterback uh, and, and a few other backups because they, they got – they got really injured in that game. Uh, and, and they were lucky to beat UCF. Uh, so they've been kind of a mess all, t- all year. But, hey, 5-3, and three, Satterfield's job on the line after uh, what, what such a great win. Classic look-ahead spot. Uh, and James Madison, look, I know you look at the record, you see 5-2, and two, you're wondering, James Madison, what, what conference do they play in? The NEC? They didn't, I didn't know they were FBS, right? And they're brand new to the FBS. But they were a ranked team just two weeks ago. This is a much better team than your traditional team like UMass jumping up to the FBS. This team's talented. They've lost two in a row, but Todd Santeo, their quarterback, the Colorado State transfer, was out. I think that makes all the difference because the backup uh, the backup was not very good. Uh, and I think Louisville, another thing is they've struggled with the mobile quarterbacks. Uh, so I see a spot where, and, and let's add in the fact JMU has the 10th-ranked defense in the nation. I think they're going to make Malik Cunningham have to throw the ball, and he's going to have to throw it accurately. And I don't know that he can do that against a pretty good JMU defense. Give me JMU. I I, I love this. What is it? I, I think I saw the money line play there. With, I think t- uh, 250 plus 250 maybe or 240. You like him outright maybe at the Ville here in this situation. Could be. I like it. I, I think they're the tougher team. I think JMU is the more physical team. So I, I think they might pose a threat to Louisville there. Keep keep an eye on James Madison and again Colby and his guys uh, Nick and and Patty the C and everybody else they're on the college football experience they pick every game they've been honing in on James Madison some already this year uh, nobody is better on social media and MajorWager.com his site than going over injury information than Brian Edwards and you're saying I know you were saying this be careful on the quarterback situation as the weekend goes on Colby's on him but be careful about the quarterback situation with JMU correct. Brian? Well, I just, I don't know. Kirk Signetti uh, didn't give anybody a clue that Santeo was going to miss the game against Marshall. Unfortunately, I didn't have any action on that game or I would have been livid because he wasn't on an injury report all that week. Uh, they've had an open date, so he's had two weeks. Um, no, I was just asking Colby if he, if he knew, like, I haven't really looked into it because <laughs> I'm not, um, I'm not that interested in this game, but, um, right. uh, 
no, if Centeo, uh, if he plays as 100% healthy, um, I agree with everything Colby said. Um, yeah, James Madison was a team I backed them a couple times successfully. Uh, I went to them one too many times uh, in the Georgia Southern game, but Georgia Southern blocked a punt that game, and uh, and Centeo, who had a, I want to say he had like a 15 to 1 TDI and T ratio going into that game, threw three interceptions in that game, and Georgia Southern blocked the punt. So, uh, but yeah, no, if, if Centeo is fully healthy, I agree with Colby. I think James Madison could win this game if Louisville's looking ahead and, and you know, sandwich spot, um, not only looking ahead, but coming off their biggest win of the year. Two of them really. I mean, it was a nice win over Pitt uh, a couple weeks back for Louisville as well. I love the inside of my handicappers. Again, Brian Edwards is back off a 3-0 and week last week. He had Wazoo on a Thursday night, came through with his Florida Gators. You had another one that escapes me off the top of my head that also came through last week. You need to be paying attention to this information here on Three Dog Thursday. He and Colby trying to get at least two correct to come back in survival betting on Three Dog Thursday here from BetUS TV. You can see on the screen that our guys Gary, Parker, and Kyle are on the college football show Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 1 Eastern time. You can go back and watch the archives. Those guys are picking at about a 60% clip overall on all the games they play, not just underdogs, favorites, and totals. Check those guys out uh, as well. All right, round out round number two, Brian Edwards, with an underdog of your own, and this is not exactly of the powerhouse variety, but you're saying pay attention here in this game. Not the San Francisco 49ers, but the Charlotte 49ers, Brian Edwards. Yeah, so now I've been betting a lot of Charlotte's games. I know way more about their team than I should because I've been betting a lot of I've been betting a lot of their overs uh, this year, and I successfully uh, have taken their opponents' team totals over in the first half in the game um, quite a few times. But uh, you know, Will Healy got fired after that embarrassment against FIU, and um, look, there's no, when Chris Reynolds, their quarterback, is healthy. Uh, this team has a really good offense. Their defense is one of the – is. Well, I mean, they are ranked dead last in America in total defense and scoring defense. So their defense is pretty much uh, the worst in the country. But they're at home here uh, getting uh, – what, 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 what number are we, are we are using? 16? 16 or 15 yeah. and a half, something like that on the bet. U.S. line's a lot of points, right? Yeah, so Reynolds had a, a, a big game last week, 16 of 19. Uh, for 254 yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions. And he's got a veteran group of receivers. He had a monster season last year, but like this year, they just weren't any good uh, defensively. But last week, they um, they go to Houston. I know Rice is a, your typical you know juggernaut, but Rice is uh, minus 15 and a half. And not only do they beat Rice, they absolutely smoke them 56 uh, to 23. So what? What's that? Beating the spread by 48 and a half points. Yeah. So um, I I will go with Charlotte catching this big number uh, at home against the uh, the Hilltoppers. And that'll be a noon game in Charlotte early on Saturday. And I was just looking. This is a Western Kentucky team that had been good, had won a couple of games, and then they got blown out by North Texas last week badly. Colby, any quick thought here? I know you don't probably have an official play here, but Charlotte at home with Western Kentucky with a boatload of points. I mean, I I, I do lean with the points there just because – you know, I did watch that Rice game, and and I was I took Charlotte plus the points. I didn't actually like bet that, but we we cover every game, but uh, that was impressive, and and because Rice had actually been playing a lot better, that, so oh, yeah. Western Kentucky on the on the other side of it kind of uh, didn't look the part, 
against North Texas. So I, I, I think that's a little bit too many points there. I, I like the play. All right, fair um, enough. I, that wraps up I, round two. So, yes, go ahead. What else? I just want to clarify for our listeners, I'm not nearly as bullish on the 49ers as my other two plays. Just wanted to throw that out there. And again, their defense is awful. Well, they are, and they are on an interim coach. You just think they can hang around here at home in an early game. So fair enough. And Brian's got one more college play that he likes maybe a little bit more uh, here on this. All right, so that's two rounds in the book. In the books. Let's go back to a third-round selection for me. I'm going to go back to the National Football League. And this is a team, speaking of Charlotte, North Carolina, that I saw firsthand embarrass. That's the right word. Embarrass. My, a third time, embarrass my Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-3 to a couple of weeks ago. And then they validated it by playing very hard for the interim coach Steve Wilkes in Atlanta against someone's Falcons. A game, I don't want to hear anything else from you about officiating right now in the NFL. When they throw the flags on DJ Moore for taking the helmet off on the last second touchdown and it moves the extra point back and they miss the extra point and the game goes to overtime and Atlanta eventually wins. What, what's that's up with that, automa- what do you mean? That's an automatic call. You take the I helmet off. I just don't want to hear about the refs anymore when you got that call last week, brother, for your Falcons. They beat the Panthers, but the Panthers played tough. You will admit that. The plan- the Panthers played hard. P.J. Walker at quarterback's making me more of a believer uh, with each week. They can run it a little bit, and they're getting points at Cincinnati off a short week. Cincinnati looked awful, at least in pass protection for Joe Burrow, Cleveland Monday Night Football. No Jamar Chase. Colby knows that name from the LSU heyday. He's got the injured hip. He's out. This is too many points for the Panthers to keep it close. I don't know that they win this game, but I love seven and a half here uh, for the Carolina Panthers on the road in the NFC South. They have made a believer out of me, at least in the short term, the last couple of weeks, that they're still playing hard. And I think they will hang in in the NFL match up with the Bengals. Again, Burrow, talented. Brian's been backing him on the Three Dog Thursday audio podcast for like the last three years, whether at LSU or whether it's Cincinnati. He just, brother, he just doesn't have an offensive line right now. Cleveland beat him like a pinata. He had candy falling out of him, uh, Vegas B. Edwards, in that Monday night game. And I think Carolina can uh, can maybe disrupt there a little bit. Yeah, on uh, I'm I'm not against this play. You know, Bengals on a short week uh, without Jamar Chase. Carolina gaining some confidence. They're cl- clearly still playing hard uh, for their interim head coach. And, man, That's right. the, the Bengals O-line might might be, still be as bad as they were last year. I know they got a lot of new pieces, but they're still – That's not good. Hey, uh, Colby, they've got a running back in Carolina, Deonta Foreman from Texas, who's like the third-string running back because they traded away Christian McCaffrey. And Foreman's run the ball well. The last couple of weeks, your guy, the Longhorn, there. Yeah, uh, so. I mean, he was highly recruited. So, I mean, i finally glad to see Texas talent actually working out. Right? <laughs> in the NFL. All right, I believe in the Panthers. That begins round three. Let's continue in round three. And Colby says, let's go right back to the Big 12. Speaking of Texas, oh, my goodness, looky here. Hook'em horns at K-State. Again, the Wildcats rolled Oklahoma State last week. You're going right back to them, Colby Dan, on Three Dog Thursday. Tell me more. Oh, yeah. I mean, like this one, I, I you know, uh, Kansas State, I think, would have beat TCU had, A, Adrian Martinez been healthy, and I think he left on the third play. But then Will Howard, their second string, got him up 18, and then he got injured. And there is a point when you get to the third string quarterback where, you know, I do believe they're better than TCU. I actually think T- Kansas State's the best team in the Big 12. 
And uh, I was on them last week to beat Oklahoma State. And I think a lot of people think, oh, here's a letdown spot against Texas. Let me tell you, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I believe this. I have traveled around these states. They have had these games circled. This is the last time Texas will play in Manhattan, Kansas. Right. Look what happened at the other two road stops. In Lubbock, lost. Oh, yep. that was because Quinn Ewers was out. In Stillwater, lost. They have had this one circled. Uh, the, I mean, the Texas and Oklahoma departing the Big 12 is, is hitting their pocketbook. They think they're too good for the Big 12. Oh, I don't think so. I think they have this one circled. I know Adrian Martinez, bit of a question mark, might not play. I'm okay because I think Will Howard has played great without him. And when you factor in Quinn Ewers, this will be his second road start. Well, his first road start against a bad pass defense, which was Oklahoma State. He was 19 of 49. 19 of 49. Wow. I think they can do something like that. Um, and Kansas State's defense is legit, folks. I'm telling you what, top, I think they're charting at like the 44th for yards uh, allowed, but I think they're a top 15 defense when it's all said and done this year. Give me K-State on the money line against against the Longhorns. So I went against the Longhorns in that Oklahoma State spot. Same kind of thing here. Highly motivated is Kansas State to win this game. Brian Edwards, any quick thought before we move on to your final pick here? Uh, they call them the hateful eight, the eight teams that Texas and Oklahoma have left behind. And the hateful eight have been putting some beatings on Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Brian, any thought or you want to just move on to the final underdog? Oh, I'll never argue against going K-State as an underdog. They're 19 and six against the spread. Their last 25 as a home dog. Wow. And Texas has lost outright in both road uh, assignments this year and went one and four under Sark on the road straight up last year. So they're one and six in seven road games under Sark. So uh, I I completely agree. Love that. All right, one more underdog to go, and you probably have been wondering, are these guys going to bring up LSU and Alabama? We deliver on Three Dog Thursday, and Brian Edwards, the play is yours for the Bayou Bengals getting a boatload of points against Alabama. Tell me more. Yeah, I made Alabama eight and a half uh, in this game. LSU's four and one, both straight up and against the spread at home this year. The obvious blemish being uh, that beatdown that the Vols uh, gave them. But like Alabama on the road since the start of last year, two and five against the spread with two outright losses, but could have easily lost at Texas earlier. Uh, this year should have, if Tank Bigsby goes down, should have go, uh, lost at Auburn last year. And if they don't get those three egregious calls in the first quarter and Florida doesn't miss an extra point and then therefore miss a two-point conversion, <laughs> they could have easily lost at Florida last year. So that's five outright losses they were, you know, this far from. Um and uh, and what? Uh, so hold on. How much? What did they lose that Auburn game? That was multiple overtimes and lost by that was, two. Uh, right? That was a touchdown in the in the overtime to win it. I believe it was like a six point spread. It was a touch. I think a walk off touchdown. Yeah. So uh, situation for uh, Alabama in the overtime with Auburn. Yes. Yeah. So there's three games that I just mentioned that they won but could have lost. They won by five combined uh, points. LSU wow. four one and one against the spread with four outright wins. Its last six as a home dog. And, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels is playing his best football. It takes a while before, or, you know, a transfer quarterback can get chemistry with his receivers. The last two games, he's had it. They scored 45 at Florida, 45 uh, to Ole Miss. And he, in those two games, 
five touchdown passes without an interception, six rushing touchdowns. And it's not often that Bama struggles, but when they have through the years, it's normally with a quarterback that can run the ball like Jaden Daniels. So uh, like uh, the Tennessee game, I am actually going to call for the outright win by LSU. And I I also have a uh, small money line parlay uh, that pays me 16 to one on um, that too. Now, for straight bets, obviously, more on Tennessee, little taste of the money line, way more on LSU, taste of the money line, and then a little money line parlay if you're feeling frisky. Listen to listen to this, an outright win. And remember, they were 28-point underdogs. I got to work the game on national radio with Tiki Barber last year in Tuscaloosa. They were, 20, they were 28-point underdogs, and they had the ball a couple of times in the fourth quarter in a one-score game with shots at it. I don't know what that means in Baton Rouge. Colby, a quick thought here where Alabama's got to play this game off the bye week and then play Ole Miss at Ole Miss next week in the, in the gauntlet of the SEC. Any quick thought here on this, even if no official play, Colby? Uh, I mean, I actually agree. I think you take the points with LSU. This is a night game in Baton Rouge. I've been down there. Uh, you know, mm. Kelly is a good football coach. They are getting better each week. And Alabama's defense has not been the same this year. You look at all their road stops. I mean, Arkansas battled back, tied it up in the fourth quarter. They, they should have lost at Texas. I still say Bryce, knee, uh, Bryce Young's knee was down in the end zone there. Uh, and uh, and then they lost at Tennessee. And even A&M, who's 3-5, and five, almost beat them in Tuscaloosa. Yep. Defense is not the same. I think it, I think Vegas is baiting you into taking uh, Bama there. The, the line even, even screams to me, take uh, LSU. And uh, I do like the, the quarterback matchup, both out of Pasadena, California, uh, Bryce Young and uh, Jaden Daniels there. So a nice little old high school battle there. Uh, I think you take the points. I agree. And, and yeah. All I, all I know is Brian Kelly with that fall accent, that fake Southern accent, he can make a lot of friends if they come through like Brian Edwards is thinking they might and win this game. He can make a lot of friends in his first meeting with Alabama at home. That's a primetime game Saturday night under the lights at Tiger Stadium. As Colby mentioned, it is just different there. It is loud. The ground shakes. Let's see if they're yelling, go Tigers, or not for a lot of that game on Saturday. Okay. So that concludes things. Again, let's recap three rounds of underdog predictions in college and or the NFL. Let's take a look at our best bets and what we have. I won't go over every game. You notice that Colby has a couple of Big 12 ones. I have a couple of NFL ones. Uh, Brian, again, loves a couple of SEC ones and thinks they can both win outright. Guys, quick comment. One other game. TCU undefeated on the outside looking in at the moment on the college football playoff playing Texas Tech at home. Froggies had... A hard time before putting West Virginia away. Now they're back home. Any quick thought? I know you don't have an official play. Any quick thought on TCU, Texas Tech? Brian, a thought? Colby, a thought? Either one? Uh, I, I was all over taking uh, taking Texas Tech before before TCU was disrespected last night. I backed off. I'll be honest. I was, mm-hmm. was going to pan- pencil that in of give me Texas Tech in the nine and a half. Thinking Sonny Dykes, you know, his dad, Spike Dykes, former Texas Tech coach, Sonny played baseball there. And I thought, hey, he's going to go easy. This is going to be a tough game. Uh, now I'm, I'm backing off because I think TCU was completely disrespected last night. So I think they might have a, a point to prove. And they got uh, Doug in the quarterback playing well. Brian, any quick thought? What The number's 14, correct? Something like that. Right? No, the number's uh, nine and a half or ten. Yeah. Correct. Nine and a half or ten, yeah. 
Oh, I made the number uh, 14 and a half, so uh, I'm not interested in the underdog. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I not like, at all. Like and again, who's playing? I had Texas Tech in Texas on national radio again with Tiki Barber on Compass Media. Donovan Smith played so great, but uh, Joey McGuire, the first-year coach, has been playing musical cheers at quarterback. Who's the quarterback for Texas Tech? He played all three of them last week, and two of them threw interceptions in relief last week so i don't know how you trust texas tech and that's an early game that's an 11 a.m game uh fox is there with the big noon kickoff pregame show and then it's an 11 a.m local time game in fort worth where the froggies try to remain undefeated all right plenty of other nfl talk by the way coming on thursday on our nfl show uh check that out chris farley is there brad thomas is there with us as well uh brad has been with us on three dog thursday the previous four weeks before he finally lost out uh brad is on the nfl show that's coming thursday at one eastern time more underdog and favorite and totals talk on the nfl show Again, by uh, means of promotion, check out Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Get more of his handicapping advice, not just on the, on the underdogs. My brothers, my brothers from the Sports Gambling Podcast, Ryan Kramer, uh, Sean Green, they do a great job. And on their platform, the college experience with Colby Dant, you guys pick every game, either on the website or the podcast. Boys, you did a great job with some underdogs. Colby, Dad, thank you. Good luck with your underdogs. Keep knocking them dead out in SoCal. Appreciate you guys having me. Let's go. Vegas B. Edwards in the panhandle of Florida, my Florida brother from another mother in the Sunshine State. Have another great week. I hope to have both of you guys next week. Brian, thank you again. Thank you. I've only sang Rocky Top once my whole life. It was when they beat the Knolls for the national title, but I'll, I'll <laughs> sing it again on Saturday night. And also, We want that. Go Tigers, too. Go Tigers. We want that. We'll see what happens with his two SEC plays. Again, we thank you for finding us on Three Dog Thursday. Find us in podcast form. Wherever you get podcasts, you can hear this show anytime you like. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts under Three Dog Thursday. For now, we're good. Good luck with the underdogs. Hopefully, Colby and Brian are both back next week. We want you back next week as well for Three Dog Thursday.